Rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth him of evil. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 39 on page 389. I said, I will take heed to my ways, that I offend not in my tongue. I will keep my mouth, as it were, with a bridle, while the ungodly is in my sight. I held my tongue and spake nothing. I kept silence, yea, even from good words, but it was pain and grief to me. My heart was hot within me, and while I was thus musing, the fire kindled, and at the last I spake with my tongue. Lord, let me know mine end and the number of my days, that I may be certified how long I have to live. Behold, thou hast made my days as it were a span long, and mine age is even as nothing in respect of thee, and verily every man living is altogether vanity. For man walketh in a vain shadow, and disquieteth <laughs> himself in vain. He heapeth up riches, and cannot tell who shall gather them. And now, Lord, what is my hope? Truly my hope is even in thee. Deliver me from all mine offenses, and make me not a rebuke unto the foolish. I became dumb, and opened not my mouth, for it was thy doing. Take thy plague away from me, I am even consumed by the means of thy heavy hand. When thou with rebukes dost chasten men, man for sin, Thou makest his beauty to consume away, like it were a moth fretting a garment. Every man, therefore, is but vanity. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and with thine ears consider my calling. Hold not thy peace at my tears. For I am a stranger with thee, and a sojourner, as all my fathers were. O spare me a little, that I may recover my strength, before I go hence and be no more seen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twenty-fourth chapter of the book of Genesis. 
Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house, who ruled over all that he had, Please put your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. But you shall go to my country and to my family, and take a wife for my son Isaac. And the servant said to him, Perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I take your son back to the land from which you came? But Abraham said to him, Beware that you do not take my son back there. The Lord God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family, and who spoke to me and swore to me, saying, To your descendants I give this land. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. And if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be released from this oath. Only do not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed, for all his master's goods were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor. And he made his camels kneel down outside the city by a well of water at evening time, the time when women go out to draw water. Then he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day, and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, here I stand by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now let it be that a young woman to whom I say, Please let down your pitcher, that I may drink, and she says, Drink, and I will also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one. You have appointed for your servant Isaac, and by this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. And it happened, before he had finished speaking, that, behold, Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her pitcher on her shoulder. Now the young woman was very beautiful to behold, a virgin, no man had known her. And she went down to the well, filled her pitcher, and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Please let me drink a little water from your pitcher. So she said, Drink, my lord. Then she quickly let her pitcher down to her hand and gave him a drink. And when she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also, until they have finished drinking. Then she quickly emptied her pitcher into the trough, ran back to the well to draw water, and drew for all his camels. And the man, wondering at her, remained silent so as to know whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. So it was, when the camels had finished drinking, that the man took a golden nose ring weighing half a shekel, and two bracelets for her wrists weighing ten shekels of gold, and said, Whose daughter are you? Tell me, please. Is there room in your father's house for us to lodge? So she said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, Milcah's son, whom she bore to Nahor. Moreover, she said to him, We have both straw and feed enough, and room to lodge. Then the man bowed down his head and worshipped the Lord, and he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his mercy and his truth toward my master. 
As for me, being on the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. So the young woman ran and told her mother's household these things. Now Rebekah had a brother whose name was Laban, and Laban ran out to the man by the well. So it came to pass, when he saw the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's wrists, and when he heard the words of his sister Rebekah, saying, Thus the man spoke to me, that he went to the man. And there he stood by the camels at the well, and he said, Come in, O blessed of the Lord, why do you stand outside? For I have prepared the house and a place for the camels. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fifth chapter of the first epistle of St. Paul to the Corinthians. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and such sexual immorality as is not named among the Gentiles, that a man has his father's wife, and you are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he who has done this deed might be taken away from you. For I indeed, as absent in body but present in spirit, have already judged as though I were present him who has so done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together along with my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Your glorying is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Therefore purge out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with the old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I write to you in my epistle not to keep company with sexually immoral people, yet I certainly did not mean with sexually immoral people of this world, or with the covetous, or extortioners, or idolaters, since then you would need to go out of the world. But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother, who is sexually immoral, or covetous, or an idolater, or a reviler, or a drunkard, or an extortioner, not even to eat with such a person. For what have I to do with judging those who are outside? Do you not judge those who are inside? But those who are outside, God judges. Therefore, put away from yourselves the evil person. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus, page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, 
for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which had been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not the Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who seest that we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves, keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body, and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, Create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthy lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, of all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, 
defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither unto any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. In our Genesis lesson, number of themes to highlight. First of all, um, Abraham's servant is made to, you know, to to put his hand under his thigh, which is a euphemism for the genitals or genital area that it's a, making a sacred oath. Often is sort of swearing by, you know, by in in that way. And he set off on a journey. It's interesting. It's a substantial journey. I, you know, the the mileage. It's probably something like journeying from maybe uh, Orange County to maybe San Francisco and back on on um, on foot with a retinue of camels. So it's a substantial uh, journey he's set off on. And it, as a kind of type of the spiritual life, we realize that, 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 you know, this is an arduous kind of thing. We complain about a lot of things, but just, you know, imagine that was the standard way you traveled to go on a journey to you know to walk you know, 25 miles a day maybe set up camp and to do this because you're being faithful to your master who's um who who sent you on a journey and this is sort of a metaphor for the spiritual life where we move forward as somebody there's an arduousness to to our 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 progression forward and lent of course where we take on some of this additional discipline of struggle, moving towards Easter, towards the promise, uh, can kind of be symbolized by the journey of Abraham's servant, who in obedience to his master is taking on this journey and staying focused on the way exactly what he's, he's going to, to uh, pursue and get. A couple notes about, uh, about the destiny. He gets there and meets Rebecca in answer to his prayer, and because the the indicator is to be that if she not only offers him water but also water for the camels and we should note that um 10 camels after a journey of this length would be extremely thirsty so um it, it we're looking at a lot of work by rebecca going down back back and forth from the well to 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 give them a drink and then uh and that indicates her willingness to to offer water for the camels also. And it is a, an indicator of her character in the sense of she offers generous hospitality. Um, the other thing we should note in, in, in the uh, narrative, of course, Abraham's servant traveling, he clearly is traveling, and especially once he gives Rebecca the jewelry, which we note that Laban sees when Rebecca comes back to the home, she sees, he sees, her wearing jewelry and he's realizing okay i'm dealing with the wealthy man here yes let's welcome him in uh so this is we should not be under the illusion that abraham's servant looks like some nomadic uh you know forlorn traveler he is clearly the servant of a wealthy man traveling with the retinue and and so um uh, that's is going to inform laban's view of 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 how he he kind of has some covetousness there and his, his motivations which will play out in the narrative um as but but the idea of a successful journey which abraham's servant went on with single purpose in prayer and and seems to have found success which will complete tomorrow 
it's, it's paired today with this lesson from Corinthians where St. Paul um, condemns uh, the Corinthians for tolerating this um, relationship where someone has his father's wife. It's not said to be his mother, so it's probably a stepmother. And we should note here that, that this um, practice that this person is engaged in is a, a violation of Leviticus 18.8, where that specific union is prohibited amongst many other unions. Uh, Genesis talks about you should not uncover the nakedness of your father's wife. Um, and, and it mentions a number of the family relationships because it safeguards the family as a unit of, of familial love in, into which, um, you know, eros and that won't interfere and tear the family apart. This is all because sexuality is, is a, a powerful and beautiful thing, but can also be very destructive if it's not channeled towards the end of fruitfulness and production and, 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 and harmony. And this we note again that all morality here is communal. It's not about my, my personal happiness, but whenever we assert our personal happiness, breaking a boundary of the divine law, we are now actually taking from someone else's potential good for our own. And that's, that's why, and that's why this is a matter of communal concern. Uh, St. Paul says you, you, this can't be in, in the body because um, it, it, the body is an organic body. The body of Christ, many members were organically uh, brought together. And if any member is unhealthy or, uh, you know, has some, is practicing something that isn't for the good of the body, it will actually undermine the body. And this is the idea of discipline, of removing the offender. Uh, and the person, the purpose of removing the offender is not to condemn the offender, quite, quite the opposite, is to highlight that this is behavior that is, is different from what is practiced in the body so that he can see that and repent and be brought back. So discipline is never condemning in this life. We say what you're doing is wrong. The purpose is so you'll recognize it and repent and, and come back. And this kind of stuff comes up in the church now. I think, I, I think our time is um, not dissimilar to Corinth. I mean, Corinth was very licentious. There was a lot of pagan worship that involved temple prostitution and, and a kind of uh, free morality, much like our day where sometimes in the church like, ah, it's no big deal. You know, they're just, this is, you know, times have progressed to move forward. And the holiness of the church is to be other than the culture. And, and from time to time in the church, we have this issue of discipline where someone insists on practicing something <clears throat> that's clearly outside the bounds of, of, of what uh, the church is, is called to do, and the church must in that, in that um, uh, situation have discipline. When it says deliver such a one to Satan, it simply means remove them from the fellowship of the church, because in the fellowship of the church, in the body of Christ, sharing the community altar together, living together. That's where, that's where the, the spirit dwells. That's the, the sanctuary, the temple of God. When you're outside of that, that's in the world where you're open then to, to, to judgment and, 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 and for the purpose of repentance and bringing some such a one back. 
And it's interesting that the verse will, will say during Eastertide, Christ our Passover sacrifice for us comes from this verse. Purge out the old leaven, the thing that does not pertain to new life in Christ, that you may be um, new. And so we think during the Lenten season, you know, we can combine the themes as we're moving, as Abraham's servant moved faithfully on, as we move through Lent towards Easter, we're also thinking about removing from our lives those things that don't uh, fit with the new life, purging out the old leaven. We think about this. It's a. It's a. It's. We think about corporately as our as a as a church, but also individually as each of us purges out that which is not, um, can, you know, not harmonious with the life we have in Christ. We strengthen the body and and our mission and ministry as we move on towards the celebration of the Easter feast. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We continue with a prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page eighteen. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their <laughs> sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. For this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you, everybody. Have a good morning. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Mr. Scarlett. Thank you, Father John. Have a good day, everybody.